Welcome to the RC Plane Lab podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Tom. You surprised me there with that intro. You that jumped. Was, yeah, that was uh, interesting. So we're going to talk about something really cool that you just acquired. I um, think so. The battery management system. Uh, but Battery management system. That's, well, that's what it is, right? I guess so. It's I mean, the, it's a the, system that the, helps you manage your batteries. The ISDT bat air yeah. connectors it's along actually, with a new charger like, I got. This coming from a nitro guy. That's actually really interesting. But I tell you what, let's let's hold off on that. There's a few other things we need to get to. We've got some voicemails we'll talk about and some other uh, really important uh, things we need to mention. Important? Okay. Well, yeah, there's a new addition to the whole family. What is that? Well, you got a new mower. Oh, that's not... When you say new addition, I'm thinking like... <laughs> well, Okay, because Crystal and, and Piper are begging to get a cat. Once, oh, once Crystal's out of school and stuff, I think we're going to be doing that begrudgingly. I don't want any more animals and stuff around here. But anyway, I thought that's where you were going. No, no. So, but not to get sidetracked. But no, it's funny. We Our zero turn broke. We had to go buy a new one. Yes. Um, the only reason I bring this up that it's related to the hobby is because I actually chose the more we chose for cutting a runway in yeah. our field. Yeah. Like all the other mowers I saw, the lowest they would go was inch and a half. And this one I specifically bought because it went down to an inch for the cutting height on grass. Right. And how how all encompassing of a hobby is this when you are, are making your decision on what mower you buy the hobby based on how it will help has you in the infiltrated hobby. every facet every aspect. of your life. I mean pretty much. Which is okay. I'm not I think, complaining. I think that's fine. But it is a nice mower. I've seen it. I've seen uh, what it can do, and it is pretty slick. Yes, it, it mows. Well, but that's... I mean, it does a really good job. Like, I mean, I don't know if it has a mulch, whatever, too. But No, it doesn't. It's just like, a mower. I mean, it's nothing special, but I just chose it because of how, <laughs> how low well, I could go. it does go a fine job. So, yeah. Compared to the crap Addition we had before. The, yeah, <laughs> that was... What well, was like... And it, it created more work almost than you actually got out well, of it. It was breaking down more than, mm. I mean, I was working on it just about as much as I was actually mowing with it. So it's nice to have something new I can just hop on and mow and have more time to, you know, play with airplanes. Exactly. Once again, speaking everything of, encompasses. Yeah, speaking of playing with airplanes, mm-hmm. um, we got a couple of new airplanes to play with. We did. We went to the, the swap meet down there in Columbia and... again. <laughs> so this is the, the same swap meet I went to. Yeah, you've been to it before. I've never been to this one. Oh, you haven't? Huh. Okay, so this is the one I went to in the fall where yeah. I picked up a couple, or a couple airplanes. This is where I got the shoestring and the ah, pacer. Yes. It was the same swap meet as that. I was very disappointed in how many people were not there this time. Like, I would say about a third. Yeah, about a third as many people as last time. So... When I got there when it opened last time, I got there when the doors opened right at 8. There was actually a line outside. We okay. were waiting to go in. Yeah. And they had, by the time I walked in, I would say there was probably three or four tables that were not spoken for. Oh, really? Out of the, what do you think, maybe 60 that were there? Yeah. So let's just roughly say. Are you, you, I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah, you caught me mid-yawn. I, <laughs> um, yeah, I would say I there was probably 60 to I think that's might be pushing it. It's it probably somewhere between 50 and 60 tables. Okay, so let's say just 50 for funsies. <laughs> there was probably, like I said, not many open tables. Whereas yeah. this time, I think when I walked in, there was probably 10 tables taken. Yeah. The rest were completely open. I, I would say that uh, when, when we left, which, by the way, we didn't stay very long. No. Um, when we left. <clears throat> well, hour and a half. There were probably 
more empty tables than there were taken tables, I would say. Well, there was because, definitely more empty because, than taken when I got there. Be, well, yeah, but I mean, even when we left, um, that whole other side, um, you know, where a lot of the the like ready-built planes were up against yeah. the wall there, that whole side was nearly empty. Yeah. And there was probably 20, 25 tables there just I guess, on that side. I mean, I guess maybe if you think about it, in the spring, there's not a lot of people that want to sell their airplanes. They want to fly them. Well, that's a good sign. I mean, mean, yeah. Hopefully that's what hopefully that's what happened. Because there was definitely a lot more. And I was talking to one of the guys that was there, um, and he said every year that's how it is. He said the uh, the spring one is really nothing compared to the fall one. So if you want to okay. go to a good one, go in the fall. So we'll go, go back again. Okay. Yeah. But oh yeah. We'll we'll try to make a trip down there in the fall. It's a couple yeah. hour drive. Yeah, it's not. It's easy. it's an easy drive. Yeah. yeah, right down the highway. So anyway, even though it wasn't a great swap meet. We still managed to find some deals. It was still a good swap meet. Yeah. Because we came home with airplanes. We did. Well, not not as many. No, I came home with one. I came home with two and a half. Two and a half-ish? Or three quarters. I'd, I'll give you three quarters. Uh, well, two okay. and three quarters. So let's talk about what I came home with first, <laughs> and we'll, we'll try and figure out okay. what percentage of one I got. <laughs> um, so the one I found with is a... Uh, SZD, and I'm not going to say what that actually means because it is a name that I cannot pronounce. Uh, SZD 45 Ogre, and it was made by the Wings Maker. It was uh, it was modeled after like an, an actual full size glider. So this is another glider, uh, powered glider mm-hmm. that was. I think they first flew it back in the 70s, early 70s, and this is one that they made 66 of in real life. Oh, so cool. this the model. It's a well. It's a, a like a T-tailed pusher. Yeah, it's cool looking. And it's I a, think it's cool looking. A two seater in real life, so front to back two seater tandem. Oh, is that how? Mm-hmm. Kind of like a tandem bike. Okay, I understand now. Um, and it's got a ninety-eight and a half inch wingspan. That is not a small wing. No, it's not. So the wing is pretty big compared to the fuselage. Obviously, it's a glider, and it, right. it doesn't look like it would be that big when you just look at the fuselage, but. Um, so it's kind of neat because the the when it came from the factory, it came with the four servos installed, and it came with the motor installed, but it didn't come with an ESC or anything else in it. I still have to do that, which mm-hmm. is no big deal. I have ESCs and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it should be an easy completion to yeah. do because everything is pretty much there that I need. The only thing, so it's all foam, which... Okay, you know, maybe foamies aren't all that bad. It's It'll be fun to try. The thing I don't like, though, is it did not come with the decals. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have a vinyl cutter. But if you saw what the actual airplane looked like, it's a bunch of small, like, circles that are different colors and stuff, so it would be oh. very difficult to actually make mm. decals in that, in that way. But we'll, I don't know, we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll do something different, like completely different and paint it and kind of make it our own design. When I bought it, the guy had no clue what it was. What it so was. it's hard when you when you go up to somebody and ask them, what is this? It's hard to know what you're looking at if they have no idea. <laughs> right. Because to me, I mean, like, I've never, I, I guess I have, I think I've heard of the Wings Maker, but it's not anything yeah, I'm familiar I've, with. I've heard of them, but, um, yeah. So this is one that there was no markings or anything that really told you what it was and he said he googled he said he tried to figure out what it was just by image search and you know trying to describe what it looked like and stuff but 
it's kind of fun sometimes to try and figure out what an airplane is as long as you it figure is. it out. Right. If you don't, it's frustrating. It's not so much fun if you don't end up with, you know, finding <laughs> what it is. But. but on this one, when you're looking all over it, in the very front of the nose, there's a little molding mark. I don't remember. There was like four letters and numbers on it. I have no clue. I don't remember what it was. I don't have it in front of me. But anyway, if you Google that along with foam glider uh, T-tail, I think is what I what I Googled, on like the second page of images, it brought up the actual one, and then you were able to kind of go through and find it that way. So yeah. cool. It takes time sometimes, but you can come across what it actually is. And the nice thing about that is so now I have the instruction manual. I have reviews where it was reviewed by a couple different magazines and stuff. So I know what I have and what needs to be done with it. Cool. So what I found interesting is uh, so it's a pusher, like it's an electric pusher, but it has a folding, a three bladed folding prop that folds to the rear, like folding. But not all the way. But not, it's, yeah, yeah, it's an odd setup. That was one of the reviews said that it works. Well, but not as good as a normal tractor type that folds the propellers back, you know, all the way, yeah, up against the fuselage. Yeah, but they said in the review that you can tell it makes a difference, blah blah blah. I don't know. So we will see one of these days. It's a neat looking airplane, I can't wait to see it fly. It's got a wheel on it, too. Mm -hmm. It's got a wheel under the fuselage and then a a tail wheel. Mm -hmm. Um, apparently, when it was new, it had a, a little foam block that had small wheels on it. Which really they said was only for. Uh, am I keeping you awake? I don't know what my problem is. You're you're finally <clears throat> in a place where it's cold and you're happy, so you're just kind of getting. Maybe that's it. You're relaxed. That's it. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with. So a foam block with so wheels. It, with small wheels that they said was really for uh, nothing. Like you couldn't do it on grass; it had to be pavement because the wheels were so small. But it pretty much worked as landing gear. The foam just or the block just fell off when it took off. Um, we won't be able to do that, obviously, because of our setup. So right. hand launching apparently mm-hmm. works just as well with it. Sure. So we'll see. I mean, we'll yeah. we'll get around to it. And it should I be think it's cool fun. looking. I it can't runs. wait to see it, like, together. Yeah. <laughs> we should have done that, actually, before Very we well. sat down. But anyway, they said it runs on, like, a three-cell 2200. Oh, perfect. I've got plenty got of those, too. bazillion so. of those. Well, four, but um, <laughs> that's close enough. <laughs> So what else did you get? Uh, I ended up with another UMX airplane. Nice. The Thunderbolt. Oh, P-47. Yeah. yeah I yeah. think that's kind of interesting for what it is. So I don't know. I mean, it was funny because you and I, well, the other airplane I ended up getting because the guy heard me buying it, it was somebody walking by. He's like, hey, I've got another one of the uh, UMX Cubs. He said it's crashed. He said, but all the electronics and everything are on it. Do you want it for five bucks? I was like... Five bucks, I mean, $5 sure. with all the electronics. Speed controller, motor, all the servos, servos. and stuff are still yeah. good. Um, so everything on it is fine, except he crashed it. And really, it could probably maybe be glued back together and still be flown. Mm. But if you got to figure if it's worth it or not. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's a cub, though. It is. You do like cubs. And- well, I like. You say you don't have any. L4s. Well, I, I, I'm not going to forget that one anymore. Um, but anyway, so I, I picked up that too, and that's the half or three-quarter or whatever uh, number say we want to assign if it can to be, it. If it can be repaired. Maybe. Like, maybe. And it has all the electronics. Yes. I would say that's three-quarters of an airplane. Okay. At least. So two and three-quarters was my number <laughs> for this one. 
Um, they didn't yeah. have a lot of good deals there. Well, there weren't a lot of people there, so. <laughs> but I feel the deals I got were pretty good. Yeah, like I was I happy with so. what I ended up getting. Yeah. So what did you buy? Uh, me too. Like, uh, so the same guy that you bought your P forty seven from, he also we had bundled. A, we did. We got a bundle <laughs> package price. Um, he also had a another UMX, uh, the SBOC, the brushless version, and uh, so I got that. And uh, yeah, that's what I bought. <laughs> we I got to buy. So I waffled on it. I went back and forth, we back and forth, because it's yep. you know it's electronic or it's electric. In foam, you know, two strikes, you know, right there against, you know, but it's, I'm a huge fan of the SBOC. I, mm-hmm. I like, or I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not 100% sure. That's how I've always pronounced it. What else it. would you call it? I'm not sure. Uh, a Spock? I, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> and I have a 50cc version of, of this airplane. So I thought it'd be kind of neat to have the little UMX foamy to fly, you know, I could fly in my backyard probably, or at least at the school because mm-hmm. it's so small. We're out here. But the problem is it, it you know, it takes a, a little two-cell 180 to 200 milliamp battery, which I have zero of. And that makes two of us. And then it's going to require either an adapter or something so that I can charge it with my charger. So, you know, I paid $40 for the airplane, which is, I felt, pretty reasonable. Fair, yeah. Um, the guy was asking 50 and, you know, we approached him and he made us a deal, you know, $90 or whatever it was for both. So it would have been 80, but yeah, 80, excuse me. So 90 was the first price. That's right. And then after we waited like 45 minutes and nobody (laughs) else bought them from, we're like, all right, we're walking out the door. Yeah. Would you do 80 for both? Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, So, so yeah, we're going to get some batteries and, uh, I'll figure out how to charge them, and I think it'll be a fun airplane to fly. Yeah, so we'll have $40 in the plane and then $40, $40 in, in batteries and a charger adapter. go after. in nothing else other than that one airplane. <laughs> right, right. That was That was the thing that got both of us. Yeah. I mean, like, we weren't, we really weren't sure if it was something we wanted to do or not. But yeah. I guess that does open up the uh, possibility of more airplanes yeah. coming up in right. that size. Yeah, So I, sure. that will no longer be a limiting factor if we see something like that for sale Exactly. Again. I tell That's you, I um, at, at the at the swap meet, I did I did eyeball uh, a couple of uh, items. You know, there was a couple of arfs there, but <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, so okay, I think it was last episode we talked about the arf that you bought in Toledo mm-hmm. that Lori was going to put together. Yes, things um, have fallen apart on that uh, aspect. Well, or on on. Not from her, but yeah, that no situation m- went south pretty quick. That's what I was I was trying to go for. So <laughs> something happened where you bought the ARF, you were going to have her put it together. Yes. We got it home. You realized there was no manual, right? And we could not find a manual yeah. anywhere. Nope. Um. So that kind of took that off of the build table for her. Yes. So yeah, I mean, what? the idea is to that I want her to build an ARF with no input from me like as if you were starting out you know and this was your first experience um not having a manual sure i mean i could i could have i could have helped her and told her well this is what you need to do for it but that's not really not wasn't the experience i wanted her to have and not what i wanted her to experience with us on the podcast so Mm -hmm. so yeah um so that arf is not going to work for for that purpose (laughs) <laughs> so I went to the swap meet in Columbia here that uh, that we were talking about, 
uh, in the hopes that I would find maybe something a little better suited, at least something with a manual. Um, and sure enough, the first uh, the first one I looked at, it was a Falcon 120. Uh, it was a nitro, nitro planes. planes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful. I, it's a beautiful airplane, I think. Um, it looked like it was well done, the fiberglass fuselage, and um, <clears throat> maybe not the most ideal first ARF for someone to put together, but certainly in the realm of possibility, right? Well, guess what? No manual. Same problem. <laughs> um, yeah, at least the- I looked this time first before I pulled the trigger. And to be honest... Um, the guy that eventually bought it got a really good deal, I yeah. think. Um, the price was beyond fair, yeah. in my opinion. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and it was a nitro, so it was right up my alley. It was a plane that I would have had a lot of fun with after Lori was done building it, mm-hmm. um, but no manual. So I didn't pull the trigger on that one. And you subsequently emailed the company to see if you could get a manual, and their response? No. If this continued, <laughs> we don't have it. I mean... <laughs> Like, yeah, as we were standing there... How is that possible? As we were standing there, I got on the website, because most of the time, like, if it's a top flight model or something, I don't want to say reputable, but something more main... Well, I don't even know if I want to say that. Something from, like, Horizon or something along those lines, right. you can get right on the website, and they will list on their instruction yeah. manual whatever you need for And you can airplane. even search discontinued items, and usually you get support for those items as well. Right, which but, is how it should be, especially yeah. for all these airplanes that are still around years after they are yeah. made. I mean, for crying out loud, it's a PDF. Like, right. h- how do you not... Keep a PDF around so that you can just rip one off whenever you need one. Anyway. And why would it not be on your website? Yeah. You still have the web page up, by the for way. The airplane. For the airplane. Yeah. And it just says out of stock. Yeah. It doesn't say discontinued. It just says out of right. stock. Yeah. There's no product support page or anything like that. Which, no. I mean, you know, I'm not knocking the company. Maybe a little bit. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no manual for the Falcon 120. So I skipped and passed on that one. And then... Um, a little bit later, you actually noticed, hey, there's an ARF over there. It looks like a Mustang or something. So I walk over there, and it was a Black Horse. Black Horse? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Black Horse model, uh, P-51. The, they're 60 size, 61-inch wing, I think it is. Um, ARF, which really actually looked like a nicely done. Uh, I, mean, I pulled the box off to make sure there was a manual, which there was. There was. Um, but uh, couldn't really get him down to a price that I was comfortable spending, knowing that Lori is going to be putting this together, which I'm sure she would do a fine job, but I didn't want to spend a lot of money on it because the intent is this is a learning experience. And, you know, there's a limit to what I I think her experience is worth. Well, not only kind that, of, you know what I mean? You want it to be semi-simple, bad. too. You don't want one to where you have to set up the retracks. You have right. to deal with all that right. kind of stuff. And this one had re, has mechanical retracts, which are included. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the, you know, it's they're probably not hard to install, but I'm... Mechanical retracts, as we've discussed before, are not something that are really easy. Uh, and they require a special servo and all this other kind of stuff. So I was like, eh. I couldn't get them down to a price that I was comfortable spending. So I walked away from that one, too. Yeah. And I I really think you are smart to do that. Yeah, I think like, so. I have no regret or remorse. Yeah. So that tells me it was the right decision. I think with both of those, you are smart walking away <laughs> yeah. from, especially with the first one, because... Was am I right remembering that it said it takes eleven servos? Yeah, like I still can't figure out where eleven servos yeah, would go on either. that airplane. Well, I mean, I guess maybe. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't because well, there was two rudders, so let's just say two for the rudders, and let's okay. say two for the ailerons. Okay, and you got one for the elevator and one for the throttle. Mm-hmm. 
And then and then I can figure three more for the gear, maybe. Maybe. If there's one per gear. That's but only that still nine. leaves two more. Yeah, I don't know. Unless I, there was two rudders, so maybe each rudder took well, one. Well, I, I counted those. Two was rudders. The, was the elevator one? Yeah. I, even was there with, flaps? Oh, well, maybe there was flaps. So, so there's two more, so maybe that takes maybe us up to the 11, it. though. Wow. That's a lot of that's servos, a lot of servos. Though, for an airplane. I mean, that would take my entire purchase at the Toledo swap meet of servos. Of servos, yeah. <laughs> Just in that one. So anyway, yeah, I have no uh, I have no remorse for for walking away from those two. Um but they did sell. Both both airplanes sold, which is good for the guy that was uh, selling them. Um but they were just not going to work for yeah. what uh, we want we wanted. I was I had such high hopes for the stick. I really did. <laughs> and I, that's so what exactly happened to the stick? Because oh, I, yeah. I, I love slash hate so, the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> so once I decided that the that the 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 ARF stick that we got at Toledo wasn't gonna work for what we wanted, I thought, well, I mean, Bob, our friend Bob, he loves sticks and he wants us I know he uh he really wants a sixty size stick, but this is a forty size. I thought, well, Maybe I'll offer it up to Bob. Maybe he'll want to, you know, put it together or whatever. So I, I called him up and I said, "Hey, I bought this uh, this forty size stick RF at the, you know, at the swap meet. Uh, would you be interested? I'll sell it to you for exactly what I paid for it." He's like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll buy it." I was like, "Cool." He's like, "Well, we put it together for me." I was like, "Okay. I mean, it's an RF. It shouldn't be shouldn't be too bad." Now, let me let me start by saying that this RF is the first RF stick that Great Plains made, right? They've made a lot of stick ARFs over the years, but this is the first one. The original. The original ARF, right? So they basically took a stick kit, hired out Vietnamese kids to put it together, and then they covered it with this, like, self-adhesive... It reminds me of shelf paper. Like the... Like the, contact paper or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sort of, and it's printed, right? It's not like... It's red and white. It's classic stick colors, but it's printed. It's not. It's one sheet, right, over the whole really? wing, and yeah. So it's. Well, was that called an ARF, by the way, or they? I thought they had well, a different name. Well, it was on called them. a pre-built kit. Okay, it's a yeah. stick forty pre-built kit, but okay. it's, it's an ARF. So anyway, uh, I, I told Bob's like, yeah, sure, I'll I'll put it together, and we did some other horse trading, and I ended up with a couple of batteries for the the jet he gave us. So. Um, <clears throat> so I put it together, got it all finished. You know, he gave me the servos and all the stuff and all the radio gear to put in it. And I, of course I have plenty of nitro engines. So I sourced a, no. per, a good running, uh, <laughs> it's a, uh, what did I end up? Oh, a Magnum 46, uh, which is a real, it's, it runs really good. I ran it on the stand before I put it on the airplane. So anyway, got it all done, you know, printed it up <laughs> and ran over the, you know, the, contact paper or whatever this stuff is that it's covered with kind of with an iron to try to tighten it up. And it kind of worked, but it, you know, kind of sagged a little bit. It wasn't like beautiful, mm-hmm. right? But it was good enough. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like, hey, Bob, I'm, I'm got this thing done. I'm, are you home? I can bring it over. He's like, yeah, sure. Bring it on over. So I go to Bob's house and, you know, Bob has a lot of airplanes, right? He, yeah. I mean, we've, we've had him on the show and yeah, you remember his number. Yes. So hundred and some. Yeah. Which is now higher. <laughs> Which is now plus one more. Um, <clears throat> so I, I deliver the airplane, and I'm, I'm helping him, you know, in the house with it. And uh, and I've got, uh, I, I set the fuselage, or no, I'm sorry, I hand him, well, first of all, 
He has to move stuff around in his airplane room to make room for this one. Okay, I get it. He's Understandable. Got a, he's got a lot of airplanes. Mm-hmm. So uh, he moves some stuff around. He hands me uh, the fuselage for his Taub that he bought years ago at the Columbia Swap Meet that we've we've found out later. About eight years ago on that one. That we yeah. just that we just got home from, yeah, this weekend. Um, anyway, he hands me the fuselage to his Taub. So now I'm holding the wing to the stick and the fuselage to his top while he takes the fuselage to the stick to go sort it out and, and store it. So I'm standing in kind of this hallway <clears throat> with the wing in one hand and this Tob fuselage. I don't know if you're familiar with the Tob's uh, horizontal stabilizer, but it 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 starts like it it gets progressively wider as it goes to the rear. Yeah, this, the is the, this is the same one I have the kit for. So, right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And it's very sharp and pointed on the ends, on either end of the elevator, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've, I've got the fuselage <laughs> in one hand and I've got the wing to the stick in the other. And you can imagine, you know where the story's going. Uh, I move around to hand him one or the other. And sure enough, the, the tip of that elevator goes right through one of the bottom no, I'm sorry, at the top, uh, bays on the stick wing. I mean, just shatters the covering. <laughs> like, I mean, I mm-hmm. I didn't hit it that hard, honestly. So it's probably a good thing this happened because I'm sure the first time he f- would have flown it and, you know, kicked a stick or something in the wing, he would have been in the same situation. But anyway, brand new airplane. I hope there's no sticks out there. Has but okay. never even, hadn't even been bound to his radio yet. <laughs> Now I've got this big hole in the top of the wing in between the rib bays. So naturally, me being who I am, I don't want to hand him an airplane that's already going to need repair. I told him I'd fix it, so I took the wing home and had to completely, completely recover it. Like, completely. Yeah, not like partially. Like, I had to completely recover it, which meant I had to pull the ailerons off. I had to cut the hinges. They were easy easy type hinges, which... Easy enough to cut off um, and rehinge everything. But what what happened to one of the ailerons? I thought you said you broke one and you had to make uh, a new oh, one. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> you that. You blocked that out. I did. So as I'm cutting the hinges off, actually, I take that back. No, I had already cut the ailerons off and I'm peeling this, whatever this contact paper is and it's still sticky by the way on the on the back side like it's still sticky like i can peel it off and you know on stick it on, an, on an area that it wasn't stuck to it would stick really really well to the wood right which yeah. that, that's a factor here in a minute um so i'm peeling the covering off of the aileron as i'm trying to peel this stuff off and i'm trying to make it easy on myself i'm using heat and you know i'm trimming around the edges so i'm not trying to peel off around a corner you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and as i'm as i'm peeling it off crack you know one of these ailerons breaks right in half i mean super super soft balsa like wherever they got this balsa was primo stuff it was super light and but yeah broke it in half so i had to make make uh two new ailerons yeah so Oh, and the That's reason, awesome. yeah, sticky, when I broke it, so this is kind of funny. I broke it, and then, like, the act of breaking it, the aileron slammed down on my table because I had so much force on it when it broke, and it actually stuck to a piece of that, whatever that covering was that I had laying, like, upside down that was the iron cross that I was going to use as a template 
<laughs> right? So Okay. So it whipped down and stuck to that. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll just, it should just peel right off. And as I did that, that piece of covering shattered, and that's why I needed a template from, from you. Okay, I wondered why you needed the templates yeah. for the yeah. iron cross. Because I was really okay. careful. I cut that piece off of the top of the wing, yeah. the one that wasn't a hole, hole in it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I had laid it right side up or upside down so I didn't stick it to my table, right? Yeah. yeah. And as soon as I broke the aileron, it flipped down, hit that piece of covering, stuck to it. And then when I tried to peel the covering off of that, that's when that. <laughs> it was just a, yeah, it was something. It was a comedy of errors on that point. Right. But. So I found Ultra Coat to be the closest match to that red. And I don't know, I think, I forget which red it is, but it's not their bright red. It's like the one kind of in between. I think they made three different reds. Ultra okay. Coat did. Um, and it's a really, 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 really close match. So I just recovered the whole wing with the red Ultra Coat, white and black, and uh, send it on its way. So that that project's done. Um, and yeah, hopefully Bob will get many, many years of uh, satisfactory service out of that airplane. I hope so. I mean, I hope he flies it. Yeah, me too. He will. It'll... He likes sticks. I, he's like me. He's like, he'll fly a stick before he'll go through the effort of dragging one of those big airplanes out. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to get on him to start <laughs> going through that effort. He's got a few big ones that we need yeah. to fly. But ARFs um, are hard to find. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, that's unfortunate. Like I've been on, you know, on, on my... Uh, RC groups and uh, other places, and there's just not a lot of them out there. Or if there are, you know, nobody wants to ship them right now because they're yeah. so expensive to ship. Shipping is which ridiculous. I get, I totally yeah. get. But um, well, we're gonna make a trip, I think, to Brian's this weekend. Yes, so, so we we'll will hopefully knock on wood, find something find that's something. useful. Yep. I mean, that's that's a place you don't know what you're gonna come across, so it's hit or miss. Yeah, that's absolutely hopefully true. Hopefully, it's hit. But anyway, yeah, I made a made a long story out of our. Our trip to Columbia and then, yeah, had to recover an ARF. <laughs> At least the wing, anyway. No good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's what happens. Yeah. Um, so, also, we've done some guest interviews. Man, we've, those those have been fun, actually. I've enjoyed them. Yeah. So, we've got a few <laughs> recorded ahead. Uh, we're going to be doing some editing and getting them ready to come out. You mean you're going to be doing some editing? Well, you know, the <laughs> proverbial we. The we of whatever. Um, so, if, But you if, do a really good job. Well, it's yeah. I think you do. I mean, which, by the way, Bob says to tell you. Um, he, apparently, he listened to one of the um, interviews. His, his episode just his came probably, out. Probably, yeah. yeah. And just he, last week was his, and he wanted to compliment you that you did a really good job with the with the editing stuff. He really enjoyed that show. I don't think we had to edit much of anything on that one. It was pretty much straight through. Yeah, he did a good job. I mean, he was easy to interview. So, yeah. um, if anybody. Wants to be a guest yeah. on the RC Plane Lab podcast? Please reach out. Yeah, yeah, um, we we enjoy uh, we enjoy doing them. They're actually a lot of fun. I enjoy the conversations. Yeah, I'm learning a lot. Um, unfortunately, it's going to be quite expensive for me though because it's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it seems like everybody I talk to gives me a new idea of something <laughs> else that's cool to try. Right. Um. So I buy new airplanes. So good or airplane support items. What? Well, like this battery thing we're going to talk about. That came out oh, of one that, of the... Well, no, that didn't come out of interview. That came from a, a guy on Discord. Oh, that's Send right. Send me the link on that that's one. Right. But okay. But still, that's, uh, a way to communicate with us via Discord. Yeah. So anyway, if you want to be a guest, rcplanelab.com slash whatever, just go there and click on the Be a Guest, sign up, and we will get you scheduled. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, it's a lot of fun. If you have anything you want to talk about or promote, we can discuss that too. Yep. And we shall move on. Yeah. So 
Um, before we get into the battery thing, mm-hmm. I just want to hit up a voicemail that we got from uh, Terry Dunn, uh, who is part of the RC Roundtable podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking about the shiny and how I thought it's awesome. You know, the flight work shiny. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we, actually have, we actually have two voicemails, that one and then somebody else. Oh, okay, right. Um, but anyway, the uh, I expressed how I would love to find one for myself because I'm, I'm jealous that you have one and I don't because it is a really neat airplane. But anyway, uh, Terry called and left a voicemail. And said oh, that, hold on. Bef- before you say what he said, why don't we just play it? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, hold I on. I think that's a great idea. Hi, guys. This is Terry Dunn from RC Roundtable Podcast. And I'm on a road trip right now. Usually I would uh, send an email about this kind of stuff. But I'm driving. I was just listening to your Toledo episode, and you were talking about the Flightworks Shiny. And I had one of those for several years, and I think I just sold it last year. Of course. But I agree with you <laughs> that it was a fun airplane that was uh, not terribly fast, but also not that slow. It was just kind of interesting. I was never really a fan of the tribal designs on the covering. But um, I got like a lot it. of attention when I took it to the field, especially when I would fly it at dusk or at night. Um, I recall that I ended up replacing the original folding propeller with an APC electric prop, and it did get much better performance with that. I don't hmm. remember the size of the other prop right now, but I can look that up when I get home if you're interested. And another thing that I thought was really interesting about this airplane is that the airframe itself is pretty much an exact knockoff of the Great Plains Electrostreak, which was one of the very early sport designs for electric. Hmm. Great Plains first offered it as a kit, and then they had an art version later on that had either a blow-molded or a fast, uh, excuse me, a fiberglass fuselage with a built-up plane. So uh, you mentioned that Tom's looking for one of these shinies. If you can't find a shiny, maybe you can find an old Electrostreak kit or plans for an electric streak and install lights in it yourself and you would have pretty much the same thing and you would also have some opportunity to maybe lighten it up and put your own specialized power system in it. Anyway, the electric streak is generally regarded as a very a good flying airplane, especially back in the day when it was designed around ICADs and CAN motors. So anyway, I just wanted to weigh on in that and uh, give you guys my background with that airplane. Uh, hope you have fun with yours. and. Let me know if there's any information you think I can provide for you. Talk to you later. Well, thank you very much, Terry, for the voicemail. And, yeah. and thank you for listening, by the way. I love I love <laughs> right. when other uh, podcasters reach out to us. And, you know, it actually feels like we're talking to people right. when we have yeah. feedback and stuff. Exactly. But the Shiny is a cool airplane with, yeah. albeit a not-so-cool name. <laughs> we said that before. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of what they yeah. call it. but it, Yeah, it makes, Electro Streak sounds a lot sounds better. Sounds awesome. So um, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I may just try to find a set of plans. And I found the plans, by the way. I'm sure on you the outer did. zone. I'm sure. Um, so it would so maybe we'll be print a set and uh, yeah. do it. You know, maybe that'll be my next uh, plans build. A winter build, yeah. something like that coming up. But yeah, maybe I'll go nitro. No, it's in. A... Oh God, <laughs> I fell for it. I don't know why I fell for it. I sure did. You know what I would call it? The then? nitro streak. The nitro streak. <laughs> of course you would. Oh man, I'm teasing. I would of course, hope so. Of course, I would go electric, if and you, I would probably uh, go with the APC propeller as well. If you didn't and you put nitro on it, I would just take a hammer to it the first time <laughs> when I saw you try and fly it. What's this uh, called? Yeah, boink. <laughs> the hammer streak. Oh, well, there um, we go. So there you go. Anyway, thanks, Terry. I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the info. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I have been unable to find one, uh, a shiny 
that is. Um, but yeah, an electro streak, uh, yeah, that should be that should be easy peasy. And there's not much to them. No. I mean, if you look at it, the it's only a, thing that's going to yeah. have to be changed, like, and it it took me a minute. You know, we talked about the uh, the the rudder. Mm. Or the horizontal, there's no rudder. The horizontal stab on this one, no, I'm yeah. sorry, the vertical stab on this one yes. is actually uh, airfoiled uh, air mm-hmm. to give room for the lights. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's so, easy. Well, that's, yeah, but we'll have to do that on whatever you build to. But yeah, yeah that will be a fun, yeah, fun plane. So, so. Um, Maybe I will add a rudder to mine. You should actually, and actually, I think the electro streak has one. Oh, does it? Okay, Perfect. you should because I. Cool. That's one thing I wish this had. It saddens me that it doesn't. <laughs> it's a weird three channel setup, but yeah, well. Uh, but anyway, thanks again, Terry. Yeah, uh, appreciate, appreciate the it. appreciate the voicemail. And if you don't mind, let me know what size prop you had. I would be happy to try that out and see what happens. Um, one more voicemail I want to get to before we move on. Hold on. Okay. Hey, Ron. Hey, Tom. It's Jeff Reese. Um, I'm actually calling you in response to episode 92. I know. Don't judge me. I'm a little bit behind. But, <laughs> That's okay. Um, <laughs> At least you the, listen. Uh, yes. The question you had from someone about uh, getting their kids involved and whatnot, you know, I, I, and I think you know a little bit about my situation, but I've, uh, my son, you know, we've had just this opportunity for him to become an aviation mechanic. Cool. And he loves airplanes, but every time I've recently gotten into aviation, RC aviation, right? And man, he does not want to be involved with that at all. He's like, you know what? That really doesn't excite me. He'll go yeah. out to the airfield with me and watch. I try to hand him the uh, controls, and he just refuses. And he's 22, 20, 23 years old. Yep. And he has just refused to do that. But he loves airplanes. We go to Oshkosh. Oh, that'd be and fun. Watch that'd the air fun. shows out there and locally and whatnot. And now he's going to be fixing them. He's at a test right now, in fact, to get his final uh, certification. Nice. But uh, Good deal. he loves that part of it. But he just refuses to get behind the stick. I've tried to get him to get his pilot's license and things like that. And he just won't. So, you know, every kid's a little bit different. Yep. Mm. And uh, you just got to. Um, go with what they like and just keep trying new things and new opportunities for them. And eventually something will click. Maybe it won't be airplanes. Maybe it'll be cars. Maybe it'll be bikes. Maybe, maybe it'll be, be video riding, games. Riding, whatever it might yeah. be. <laughs> just keep introducing them to new things, right? So, anyways, that's just me. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay, so... In response to that, I, I want to clarify some stuff. When I was talking about, like, getting kids into the hobby and stuff, I'm not saying I don't do anything at all with my kids if they don't do stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to make sure that's not the takeaway I from I don't that. think anybody went there. <laughs> but, no, you do plenty with your, with your but kids. But I'm just saying, like, it, the <clears throat> the it would be so nice to be able to it get our be. kids into it, to have more, yeah. uh, uh, you know, time together in the hobby. But, yeah. We have both so far failed at that, which yeah. seems to be a very common right. thing. And it's not that our, our kids don't do other things, just like you said. It's just they don't... Don't, they don't do things or don't do things with us. Right. I mean, yeah, but just, just not... don't fly in, airplanes Not into the hobby. But it's so, okay. Yeah. So did you want to talk about the Red Bull plane swap before we get into the, the battery? Thing? Oh, I forgot about that. I don't care. What can, a disappointment. 
Well, was it a disappointment? Well, I mean, I guess it was exciting because the plane crashed. Yeah. I, okay. I'll be honest. But... I completely forgot about it until the day <laughs> after. Um, it's hard to find actual video. Yeah, I haven't. I still haven't seen it. Okay, so I saw just a little clip. I think it was Twitter. They might have posted a video. I think I don't remember what it was on, but anyway. It was like a two-minute clip of what happened, and then it showed like the aftermath of the airplane crash. So, long story short, it was supposed to be two pilots jump out of you know two Separate different airplanes, airplanes yeah. switch the, what airplane they were going to, uh, or switch what airplane. I'm sorry, jump. Out, I always have a problem <laughs> with this. Jump out of an airplane, go to another airplane, and land it. Yeah, did not happen. One guy did it. One guy didn't. When they jumped out, something happened to the airplane. It started twirling around. It was too dangerous to try and go there. So. Long story short, he, you know, parachuted down and was fine. The airplane parachuted at the last minute, I think. And I oh, think I didn't was, know that. I didn't I know the that was the one had I saw had the parachute cool. on it. Um, but it still crashed. It's still a bad thing that didn't work right. Right. You know, whatever. They said they're going to try it again. Uh, yeah. We'll see how it goes. So, yeah. And, of course, the FAA is investigating because, you know, the FAA didn't give them permission to do that, so bureaucratic nightmare yeah. of so hopefully hopefully whatever. they figure out what happened and hopefully the FAA doesn't uh, slow them down too much on a second attempt that's my fear is it better to ask permission or forgiveness <laughs> well <laughs> i don't know how many airplanes do we have <laughs> well i don't know why that reminds me so my foot has been acting up again and it's been kind of painful and i so we went to the swap meet saturday and it was or on sunday and it was kind of hurting I actually had to have my wife carry in <laughs> my purchases when I got home. So there was no hiding them. Absolutely not. And no. I didn't even try to say they were yours. I was just like, yeah, this is what I got. <laughs> I felt like I just, it's a party foul. I know. You're supposed to bring them in, hide them, say they're your friends, <laughs> your buddies, whatever, but no. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, I don't. I don't have to do that. Lori is so accommodating that she lets me. You know, to be fair, I don't have to do that. And I've never had to hide my I, purchases. Actually, from I don't her. either. I mean, honestly, <laughs> Crystal's always been cool about stuff. She knows what I buy. She knows what's in. I mean, you can't look around and miss it. Yeah. So it's not like right. I'm hiding anything from her. But sometimes it's easier just to not <laughs> show off new purchases, you know? I mean, we, you know what Especially I mean. Especially not to have them carry your new purchases in for you because you're... Actually, I got it inside the house, just not down the stairs. Ah. So any hoozle, shall yeah. we go on yeah, to... Yeah, let's, let's talk about this. Our this main really topic that we'll cool. talk about for five minutes before we end the... <laughs> well, we've talked about a lot of other stuff in... This has been a lot of... Yeah. of okay, so get to it. Covered. Wow, the pressure. I mean... <laughs> I know. Okay, so we have talked in the past about uh, battery management spreadsheets and all that kind of stuff, how I number my batteries to try and keep them separate and kind of know when I bought them and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's good to know. Like, it's it's good to know how old your battery is because, you know, they do have a lifespan. Well, kind of. Well, they do. But anyway, I don't want to get off track here because that would be bad. So, um, somebody on our Discord server, if you want to be part of the Discord, yada, 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 rcplanelab.com slash Discord, I think. I don't know. Go to rcplanelab.com and you'll figure it out. Anyway. <laughs> well, you got to plug it or else nobody's going to know about it, but then it gets boring to plug it all the time, and then I forget what I actually named the links. Just go to rcplanelab.com. All the information you need is right there. Everything you need. The hub 
for RC Plane Lab I like everything. That. The RC Plane Lab hub. I like it. <laughs> Sorry. We've gone off the rails. Um, anyway, somebody posted on there a, uh, a link to what is called the uh, ISDT Air 8 charger and their Bat Air smart battery plugins. Yeah, I don't know why, but I went ahead and bought some. Like, I don't need them, but I thought it sounded like a cool thing to test out. Um, so these are little plugins, <laughs> adapters. They look like an, but adapter they really to don't me. adapt anything. No, but though. I mean that's so, what they remind me of. They plug into the, your, um, to your balance, the lead, balance lead. Yeah, and and it's just like a bigger balance lead. Yeah, that has a light on it. They're really not very big at all, and they're very light. They are. Yeah, um, so anyway, it's five bucks per battery for these things, and these live on your battery, so you don't trade them out. Each one lives on the battery. Um, like we said, plugs into the balance lead. It's available for 2S, 3 to 4S, or 5 to 6S batteries, so each one of those is different. Okay. They have different ones, and you cannot, I found out, if you have one that's for a 3 to 4 cell battery, you cannot use it with a 2 cell. Hmm. So it has to be in the specified range. Cause I had a couple 2 cells I was going to try and use it on. It would not work. Then I figured out that's why. Huh. Um, so once you plug it in, you connect it to your phone, and it connects via Bluetooth, and you open up the app. So the first time you connect it to the phone, uh, you tell it what the charge rate, capacity, and brand of the battery that it's plugged into. Okay. So you define all of that in the app. You set the parameters in the app. Okay. And then it knows it because it's smart at remembering things. <laughs> okay. So you can name each battery... <laughs> a different name, but I chose to name it a different number because I already have my batteries numbered. Yes. So it's a little bit easier just to have like 36 or 34 or 22, you know, whatever mm -hmm. is the actual battery name. Um, so when you open the app, it brings up a list of the batteries that are around you. So it scans the Bluetooth for all the different thing or all the different bat air connectors that are around you and then brings it up on the list. Uh, and then it shows on that screen what the percentage charge is Wait, for each hold battery. Hold on, hold on. It, it like, like if you're in the basement and you happen to have five or six batteries within Bluetooth distance, which is about thirty feet, by the way. Give it or just, take. It, it'll display them like, like a, like it takes as a few if seconds, it, but yes, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I really like this thing so far. You know where I'm going with this? Like if you crash your airplane, like into a oh. cornfield, oh. and you can't mm. like find it. I mean, Maybe. if you're within 30 feet of it, you'll know, right? I mean, I guess you would know if it actually connects to it that, yeah, you're... As long as it hasn't, like, come unplugged or whatever. Yeah. I, th I never thought about it that See? way, but you're right. That might, that might help. Well, I mean, it couldn't hurt. Well, because I'm, I'm just thinking, like, Bluetooth, obviously, if you have things in between you and the Bluetooth thing that you're connected to, you're not going to have as good a signal. So it might not be oh. a full 30 feet. So if there's a bunch of corn... I don't know how much that would block signal, but that's anyway, not that's yeah. not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, and like I said, so when you open the app, it shows the percentage charge, which is kind of cool that's, too. Yeah, that's handy. Um, and then what I think is neat, if you click on the battery, like on the screen, if you click on the battery you want. So if you have a lot of batteries in a in a box, and you click on the one you're looking for, like I know I need battery 26. Here it is. Click on it. The light on the bat air terminal thing that you have on that battery starts flashing. Oh, so you can find it. So you can easily find the battery you're looking for. That's pretty cool. Um, which I, yeah, like I said, I think that's kind of cool. And then oppositely, oppositely, on the flip side, 
If Oppositely, shush. I'm writing that down. It's been a long night. On the flip side, if you push the button on the bat air thing, it brings it up on the screen. It moves that all the way up to the top and then beeps and flashes so you know that's the battery on the screen that you're working with. That's Does that make neat. sense? Yeah. Um, that's pretty neat. It, it, yeah, I think it's very handy. So when you click on the battery on the app or in the app, it shows all the information for that battery. So all the information that you put in there. And then it lists its current charge percent, total voltage of the battery, voltage for each uh, for each cell, hmm. and lists how many charge-discharge cycles it's gone through. I like that, too, that it keeps a, it keeps track of how yeah. many times you've charged it or how many times you've used it. So at a, at a glance, you can, you can quickly tell the current state of that battery, mm-hmm. which that's pretty slick. And the neat thing is, too, the higher charge percentages, it changes the color of the background of it. So it oh. goes from red all the way up to green with oh. yellow in between and different colors, you know, yeah. in that spectrum. So you can see pretty much how, how fully charged it is when you're working with it. Well, that's pretty sweet. I think it's neat. Um, and my favorite, like my favorite thing that this battery bat air thing does, it will automatically discharge your battery to storage voltage after a set time and you tell it that time. So you can completely turn the feature off or set it from anywhere from 12 to 240 hours in 12 hour increments after the battery was charged. Yeah, so like if you if you charge the batteries in anticipation for going flying and something happens, like maybe you crash your plane and you don't get to fly the rest of the batteries or the weather's crappy, whatever, mm-hmm. and you go home and you forget about it, this thing will automatically take it down to the storage charge for you. And I have done that already. That is and amazing. And it works well. That is really, really, really cool. So like, that is... Okay, so it's $5 <clears throat> for each one of these. Yeah, but the the potential savings of not destroying your battery. That's what I was going to say. It's yeah. going to pay for itself. I think so, If too. this continues to work as well as it has so far for me, yeah. like I don't want to spend a bunch of money and buy a bunch more of these yet right? until I know how like the six that I have now end up working for a few months. Sure. Um, but I think that's a no-brainer for every battery I own to have one of those on it. Yeah. It just seems to make the most sense for keeping things organized yeah. And now can you so far I'm happy with it. Will the app will you be able to like somehow assign a particular battery to like an airplane? Like for instance, let's say, hey, I'm I'm gonna fly the shiny tomorrow. What batteries do I need? And no. you just cross reference no. shiny to which battery. So you still have Not to have that I've seen. You still have to have your spreadsheet. Yeah. Okay. So you know that. But the still app, though, I mean still pretty cool. The app is is basic in its functionality. Let's okay. just say it's not very polished yet. That's I mean, right. the information is there, but it's not very pretty. It's still missing a few things that I would like to see. Like, these only came out from what I found. I think they only came out like six months ago. It was late 2021 oh, when this whole. Yeah, bat so these air things are thing like, these things out. are so, like yeah. brand new. Yeah, I think the, the, I thought I saw like November or something. October, November of last year is when they. I would anticipate out. lots of development and additional I features. I would hope so. Yeah, I, would I really so. would. Um, because this so, this idea, if you could take it and you knew what you were doing with electronics and all that kind of stuff, you could really run with this very, very well to where you could even log like flight times. You could log how much power you pulled out of each battery. You could log a lot of things. You could probably log discharge curve or how, you know, you could probably track 
performance so that you notice uh-huh. when, you know, performance is degrading, like, well, that flight didn't feel as peppy as the one before. And you'll be able to see a graph. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, this battery's. Or compare cell discharge rates to see if you're pulling yeah. too much out of one cell versus the other ones if you have yeah. one. that the, Yeah. There's the, a lot. The that, potential for a yeah. lot of information there. Yeah, that's really cool. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they build off of what they have now yeah. and make it better over time. Yeah. So these little the the um, plugins or whatever you want. I wish call they them. had a better name. The bat, bat errors. errors. Yeah. Obviously, they use battery power for the Bluetooth and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I wonder what the draw is there. That's the other reason I haven't bought a bunch of them yet because yeah. I'm wanting to wait and see. I've got one battery that I have. Just, like I I'm, wonder, I wonder if it's capable of since it. Since when you're charging it, it can tell you on your phone, you know, the, the state of the charge. I wonder if it's capable of telling you, hey, you better put some charge in this battery. It's it's dangerously close to a, you know, a, a dangerous state of discharge. Do you know what I mean? Well, what I would hope is that if it gets to that point where it's at its bottom limit on where that battery should be, that it will not turn on. That it just disconnects, doesn't drain anything, doesn't use any, or doesn't use the Bluetooth, doesn't use anything, and just... Shuts off because I don't know what the current draw is on those. Yeah. So I've got one battery that's been sitting for two weeks now, um, and I haven't checked it recently um, to see how much draws on there. But I did check it about a week, and there was no difference. I mean, it was negligible. It was like a point or a hundredth of a volt or something like that. Which I think okay. I think those are going to give you know that much just sitting no matter what, even with nothing plugged into it. It'll be interesting to see how that how that shakes out. Yeah, so we'll see. A really cool idea, though. I mean, more on that to come. Um, yeah. The only, well, not the only, but a potential downside is the cost. You know, if you, especially if you're this coming from a nitro guy, but if you have like a lot of, you know, electric airplanes and a lot of batteries, it could get, you know, it could get pretty pricey. It could, but they're reusable for other batteries. Well, right. So I mean, but, like, if this battery goes bad, no big deal. I just reset this thing and tell it all the new information from the other battery. And the nice thing, too, about the app, you can do all the firmware updates and stuff for the bat air thing through the app. You just push a button, and then it... Because every one I had had to be updated. Hmm. It took 30 seconds or so for each one after I plugged it in and got it initialized, and it was easy. That's pretty cool. So that's the other thing, too. Like, if there's already updates for firmware and stuff, that's telling me they're working on it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm happy to there see you that. Go, yeah. There's some things at least changing. Yeah. Pretty pretty um, slick little device with uh with a lot more potential ahead of it, I'd say. Yeah. Really neat. Yeah. Then the other thing I got with it was the Air 8 charger. Oh yeah. Because it's supposed to work in tandem with thing or with these things. Um I don't know how excited I am about this though. I mean there's got some good points and or some bad points. So it's a DC charger with no option to plug it into the wall. Like mm. most of the chargers I have that I like to use are AC-DC. Um, yeah. I have a four-port DC charger that I do not use at all except for at the field because, because of yeah. the, the whole trying to plug it in at home thing gets to be a pain. Um, but like I said, for this one, if you have an adapter, you can use it or power it off of a bigger battery uh, to charge smaller ones. What's neat, though, um, is it's small. It's only about three inch by three inch by maybe an inch to inch and a quarter tall. Mm-hmm. So it's a tiny, tiny yeah, little charger. Um, 
input 10 to 34 volts and will handle 20 amps in and out. Oh, wow. So it's a, a yeah. pretty pretty capable charger. Yeah. Um, and the input and output 20 both, amps? That's Yeah, yeah that, I'd say that's pretty capable. And then I mean, the input and output that's kind of neat are XT60 connectors that are built into the side of it. Hmm. So most, if not... Okay, most of my stuff is XT60, so it plugs right into it, and I don't have to worry about adapters. I like that personally. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. So the the bat air thing plugs right into the balance port on the side of it, mm-hmm. and what I like about it is it actually uses like it connects to the bat air thing. I still don't <laughs> even know what to call it. Like what actually I should be calling it? Dongle. Oh, that sounds not nice to say, but I mean, I guess that's close to an actual dongle. So the bad air dongle plugs into the side. <laughs> Stop it. I'm 12 years old. I can't help it. <laughs> As the dongle plugs into the side, it communicates with the charger and it knows what battery is on there. So it knows how to charge it. It right. knows what current to use. Um, how many cells. All and all that. that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. which is which is cool. It is cool. Um, and then while it's charging... The charger, okay, so you actually, you hook it up to your phone with a, with an app, the ISD app, the ISD link app, excuse me. And when you are looking at that, the charger gives you all the info on your phone, obviously, that it does on the screen. But it also shows you the resistance or the resistance of each cell in the battery. Ooh, Which handy. is kind of cool. So yeah. you can see how closely your cells are matched. Um, yep. Because obviously a matched cell is gonna with the resistance is going to be better than one that's way off. Um, so that's that for now. I mean, that's kind of all the, the farther I've gotten down into it. One of the features it has on it though, that none of my other chargers have that I kind of like is it has the destroy feature for your battery. So if you have a battery that's bad and you're going to take it down to nothing, you can use the destroy setting on this to drain the battery all the way down. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's clever. So there's a couple things that are neat yeah. that I like. That's really so. clever. Makes them safe to, to dispose of. Yeah. Who knows? I might do a like a YouTube video or something on it once I get a little bit more into learning how it works and stuff, because there's yeah. not a lot of good information out there I've found. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, it's something new. So yeah, I'm we'll, not, I'm not we'll an electric guy, and I'm excited. So there you go. Well, you still have batteries. Well, I do. That's true. I have four. <laughs> or, no, I guess I have like six now. But, well, and this yeah. will charge other batteries too. I mean, it's not yeah. just LiPo. So there's a bunch of different things it'll do that I'm just kind of scratching the surface on. Yeah. Um, and same with the charger. You use your app to connect to it to update firmware and all that kind of stuff. So pretty they're slick. actually doing things with that yeah. too to kind of update. So That's pretty slick. I thought it was kind of neat. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. And how much was the, the charger? Charger, I think, was 60. Oh, that's not bad. 70. No, 60. 59. Yeah. Yeah. That's not so bad. Depends where you buy it. It's fifty nine or sixty nine. So, okay. yeah. You buy it direct from the website, or no? The, or the I company? ended up going through Buddy RC. But okay, Buddy RC. They actually had it there cheaper than most of the other places I found, so I did that. And then, like Amazon, I think has it for sixty nine, but they don't have any of the Bat Air connector things for some reason. Dongles. Dongles. There we go. They don't have any dongles. Amazon dongleless. <laughs> So I had to find nice. somebody. Had had to find somebody that had dongles. Yep. Cool. All right. Anything else you want to talk about, or should we get off of this because it's late and you are yawning? What? I've been yawning since the start for some reason. I don't know why. Because you're tired. Because I guess I'm tired. I don't know. Do I look tired? Bored? Maybe. I don't know. Definitely not bored. Cool. So no, that's uh, that's all I that's all I had. Cool. Well, everybody, thanks if you want to be a guest, 
Get on rcplanelab.com and forward slash guest, be a guest, something no, like don't that. Say, don't say that because I don't remember what it is. Just say <laughs> click on the guest link on click the Click on the be a guest link. I don't and, even know uh, if it says be a guest. It might just oh say guest. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever been to it? No. See? So you can't. <laughs> Granted, I did it, so I should remember. But well, anyway, go to the hub of all things RC Plane Lab, and that is rcplanelab.com. If you want to be a guest, uh, we will make it happen. We'd love to have you. It's there we a go. lot of fun. Okay. Until next time, I'm Ron. I'm Tom. Good night. Good night. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the RC Plane Lab podcast. For topic suggestions, to ask questions, or to give any feedback, connect with us at rcplanelab.com or email us direct at either ron at rcplanelab.com or tom at rcplanelab.com. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, may your landings be gentle.